0: This is Bibliovile, the terrible book exchange podcast where a wife and her husband get each other the worst books they can find.
1: For this episode of Bibliovile, Nick read Rogue One, a Star Wars story by Alexander Freed, and I read Halo, Bad Blood by Matt Forbeck.
0: Welcome to BiblioVile, the Terrible Book Exchange Podcast. My name is Mick Dickinson.
1: And I'm Susan Dickinson. And
0: we are here with two books that we found at our local library to try and give you the opportunity to read a bad book without having to read it. And we came up with a theme for this one, Susan.
1: The theme was trademarks.
0: Yeah, like uh, an existing property, something that is recognizable somewhere else. So I got you a Halo book. How much Halo have you played in your life?
1: So, like many teenage young women in the late aughts, I did not play a lot of Halo, but I watched a lot of Halo being played.
0: Oh, too real. Because uh, although there were never girls at any of the parties I was at, that sounds like something that could have happened. Uh, It was pretty
1: exciting. I have some thoughts about this, but I'm going to wait to share them until I get to my book. All right.
0: I had Rogue One, a Star Wars story.
1: Uh, I'm not going to lie. I had a hard time with this uh, this theme because when you were like, we're going to do like trademarked properties, like things that exist, all the ones that popped into my head, you have already gotten for me. Like I thought of World of Warcraft. Yeah. But you already did that one and I actually kind of liked it. So I don't <laughs> want to do that again.
0: No, the World of Warcraft you had was just like a picture book or right? yeah. like a coffee table book. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I had a, or I thought of D&D, but we own a bunch of that, and we both like it, so I didn't feel like that would be very fun. I thought of Star Wars, but you had already gotten me a Star Wars book a while ago. Star Wars Battlefront. Twilight Twilight, Twilight Company. Company. And then I thought of Halo, which you got from me. And I didn't want to also get you a Halo book. <laughs> and then I thought of Star Trek, but I don't know anything about Star Trek, so I didn't really feel like there was any sort of way to make that funny. So I was looking through the Star Wars section, which is quite prolific in our library. There's the EU. a bunch of Star Wars books. And all of them, I was like, this would probably be, like, fine. Nothing seemed particularly interesting. So, I was running out of time, so I settled for the Star Wars movie that you liked least of all, which is Rogue One.
0: Well, other than the prequels, yeah. So, Rogue One, I've played, or I, I watched in the theaters, and we left and...
1: Immediately forgot what had happened. Yeah,
0: tried to talk about it. Uh, turns out I remembered a lot of the stuff that happened. Do um, you remember
1: the names of any of the characters? Because uh, I did not. Well,
0: I, I do now. I remembered the uh, Mads Mickelson character from Rogue One. Uh, the dad was, uh, Galen so I remember that. Oh, yeah. Um, so, we have in front of us two properties of bad books, uh, and we thought to ourselves, you know, Rogue One, I'm not gonna have a ton of stuff to talk about while talking about it, it, because the movie has been out for, like, that it's based on several years now, uh, so there won't be a lot of plot recap in my book. Uh, and we thought to ourselves, what's the hottest thing with the teens today? Which is our primary market of listeners, obviously. Oh yeah, who's,
1: all those teens that listen to our
0: podcast. Who's listening to podcasts in general, and who's listening to bad book podcasts, and who's listening to our bad book podcasts? The teens. The youths. The youths. And so we thought, what's the hottest thing? And would also tie in well to this theme. And the answer is, of course, streaming. So we are going to audio stream uh which sounds like when you can hear a person peeing in the urinal next to you but uh while discussing our books we are going to be playing star wars battlefront 2 from 2009 the classic oh, you know. version uh on the pc so we are going to have to try and discuss what is happening in our books while playing uh i don't have any halo or else i would have made susan play halo while talking about halo but uh I, i've been without an xbox my entire life on Actually, I'm going to go fortunately. I'm happy with the decision I've made. So anyway, I'm going to get everything set up, and then I'll start talking about Rogue One. Uh, No, I'm going to set it up while talking about Rogue One. There you go. Before we talk about Rogue One, though, I feel like we have to answer a bigger question, and that's the question of the new Star Wars in general. Susan, we saw the new Star Wars together.
1: We did. I. So, I did not watch the original trilogy until i was in probably my 20s
0: yeah i watched it with you and for some reason you decided to buy them on dv or uh the entire six of them
1: it was cheaper than just buying three weird well it's because no one wants to buy the prequels so they got to get people to buy them somehow well the
0: free market lends itself towards the most efficient distribution so of course
1: totally nothing is more efficient than capitalism
0: so Disney capitalism we, that. Watch,
1: we watch we watched the original trilogy then we watched the prequels um but i did not grow up with star wars in the way that a lot of people did i've also only seen the movies once i think maybe some of them more than once like i think i might have movies? seen i think i might have seen episode four twice but i'm not so like particularly that... well versed in star wars and I don't particularly like movies a whole bunch, that's why we have a bad book podcast instead of a bad movie podcast. And so, um my big like marker for whether or not a movie is good is did I find it fun? And so like the f- episode 7 I thought was fun. Episode 8.
0: So, that's Force Awakens. No. Yeah. Episode yes, yeah, seven- Force
1: Awakens. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Episode 7 is Force Awakens.
1: Episode 8 um, the Last Jedi, I thought was really, really good. It was fun, and I thought it was like a good movie. I don't know
0: if it was especially fun. It was just like a good like, movie. I
1: enjoyed watching it. Yeah. Like it was an, it was a good time to watch it. I did not think that Episode Nine, The Rise of Skywalker, was fun.
0: No, and the good news is that this Star Wars, is, especially The Last Jedi, is a notoriously uncontroversial uh, yeah. movie that by just talking about it, uh, we definitely are not opening ourselves up to being yelled at, not that anyone cares really about us or what we think. Well, I don't but... know if we
1: can get a lot of traffic to this podcast That's if right. we write that... about it in the tweets.
0: Yeah, we yeah. got to get that click farming going. Yeah. Um, and so The Last Jedi, I firmly believe that if you don't think The Last Jedi was any good, you just don't like movies. You Like, of course, the overpronounced uh, backlash against The Last Jedi due to... Uh, what has come out to be Russian troll farming uh, but I have students who are perfectly backwards uh, and they're like no the last Jedi is the the worst one and I'm like no you, that's that's not true if you don't like the last Jedi you just don't like movies you like Star Wars as an idea you don't like movies though the last Jedi is objectively the best star wars movie
1: yeah it was really really good
0: it's like hey what's let's make sure we have something that has narrative tension and pacing and uh understandable character motivations and then make a movie out of it and that's you know fallible characters that's what the movie is yeah and the movie of the last jedi was amazing and great and it gave the idea what if anyone could be part of star wars what if anyone can be a star wars Which is amazing because I'm
1: I'm
0: getting tired of the same six people from the same two families showing up in every single Star Wars movie. And so like the second movie was all great and wonderful. And then the third movie was like, actually, uh, only Star Wars can be Star Wars. We are bringing back every single character, no matter how tertiary. And they are going, if they are from the original trilogy, they will be part of this movie.
1: The other thing that really bugged me, and this is this is like a complete non-point. It was just a thing that I fixated on in my brain. They were so focused on bringing everything back from the old movies that they brought back Luke's X-Wing fighter yes. ship thing. And it had been underwater for all of these years. So this thing has been under... This piece of technology has been underwater For decades. Spoilers
0: for the new one, by the way.
1: And it's just fine. And it works. That was, like, that's such a non-essential piece of it. But I feel like that represents a lot of what I did not
0: particularly enjoy about the movie. Star Wars 9. shit
1: just happened.
0: Yeah, Star Wars 9 was people going places and saying things. It's Star Wars. Yeah. Because they have the names that you recognize from Star Wars. And it was very lame, and I didn't I didn't much like it at all. Speaking of very lame and not much liking it at all, Rogue One. Yeah. The first Disney Star Wars movie to come out, other than The Force Awakens, I do believe it came out after The Force Awakens. It did. Before The Last Jedi. It was the first sort of, hey, we can make any Star Wars movie we want, not just the original trilogy. So it's the first non-trilogy, full-length, live-action Star Wars movie. And every single trailer that I saw about it made me more and more excited because, as I've discussed on the previous Uh, episode of this show i believe by the way i am currently playing battlefront um as i see or as i've said on a previous episode of this podcast i'm pretty sure star wars and other things like it open itself up to genre films for sure the the universe of star wars can be made to be lots of different shows
1: anything can be star wars
0: anything and anyone can be a star wars uh and so the first part of episode two which is uh i mean Tied for worst of the prequels with episode one, the first major chunk of it is a detective movie and a detective Star Wars movie would be pretty fun. Mm -hmm. So when I saw all of the trailers for Rogue One, when there's the shots of them walking along the beach and there's a big battle scene and nobody has a lightsaber except for Darth Vader at the, you know, all this sort of stuff. I was like, hey, this is a Star Wars saving Private Ryan. And I really wanted, like, a Star Wars war movie. I thought that'd be really cool. Speaking of which, I'm playing Star Wars Battlefront. Yeah. Which is, a, you know, the Battlefield series, but Star Wars, because it can be a Star Wars.
1: Anything can be a Star Wars.
0: And then you get it, and it's just, once again, people saying things and doing things and going places. And you can't remember anyone's name, and everyone just sort of is and But that one guy was
1: really attractive, though. The spy? The man with the Spanish accent.
0: Yeah, the spy. Yeah, Cassian. Yeah, anyone with a Spanish accent just Correct. automatically gets a plus in the yeah. uh, the, the in hotness the, column. In the
1: Susan Dickinson <laughs> hotness index.
0: So when we finished watching, oh, when we finished watching uh, Rogue One the first time uh, and only time, we went out for sushi afterwards. A helpful hint: if you're ever gonna do dinner in a movie, do movie in a dinner instead, so you have something to talk about the, at the dinner. It works a lot better, seeing the movie first. Uh, and so we sat there, and we tried to think of things to say, and we couldn't. It just was a movie, and it happened, and, and they certainly did. There were some cool things about it, but not a lot. And then when I saw the book of my one of my least favorite Star Wars movies, I said, okay. And I read it, and my feelings are about the same. Things happen <laughs> in it. Uh, people some,
1: went places and said things. People went
0: places and said things and were narrated about. Uh, and then the book ended with the, the similar plot well, the same plot and everything. Uh, some some even had this, like the exact same lines. Uh, the biggest difference is that I remember people's Oh no! Oh, I almost crashed. Uh, some people uh, I remembered their names because, you know, like the main characters I had to read about them a bunch. And so uh, I now remember that the it's not Felicity Hoffman, That can't be right, right? Who plays? No, it's
1: not Felicity Hoffman. Who plays Huffman. the lady? I don't know. Uh,
0: whoever that was, whoever whoever's big break that was gonna be, uh, playing. I'll look it up. I now remember that that character's name without having to really irk myself about Jin. it. Yes, is named Jin. Yes, his name's Jin Urso, and it's she's named after the thing that. Uh, It took to get me through the movie. No, just kidding. But uh, I do remember people's names better. That's That's about Yeah, that's about the the major difference. Um, Another difference is that we get more internal narration, which I think was missing from the movie.
1: Felicity Jones.
0: That was pretty close. I do think internal motivation was missing from the movie uh, because it's just like, hey, Star Wars, Empire, bad. This lady... Hates things. This droid, supposedly clever. Uh, remember the tall, skinny droid? The uh, the black one that was voiced by the incomparable Alan Tudyk, but it yeah. really sucked. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't get any better in this book, though. Um, but Jin gets better in this book because it, it delves deep into her feeling rejected by the dad that made her run away. And there's some added, uh, you know, narration about the history between her and... The weird old guy, Saw Hooray, I won! Saw played by Forrest Whitaker, Mm -hmm. in his slummingest role yet, uh, where he just makes capital C choices about his character. (laughs) Capital C choices about his lowercase c character. Uh, And we get a little bit more hints of that. No actual narration of what goes on there. But that, that was a little neat, even if it's a little repetitive in saying, like, uh, she couldn't believe that this happened or that happened. And there's a metaphor about she had locked parts of her personal life away in a cave and she's in the cave now and the cave's dark, but now the cave's open and it's getting brighter in the cave all the time. And it, it just gets a little repetitive that that's how they put it every single one of those times. Um, something that was very weird. There was like that side story in the, uh, I'm playing the same exact thing again. This sucks uh there was that side story in rogue one about uh, what's his name krennic orson krennic who i will say i didn't recognize from the rogue one but is a character in a old video game about star wars uh called dark forces he was the main villain in that did you play
1: that when we were in college
0: yeah i kind of i kind of re re-upped on my old video games uh, so it was like a doom clone. I
1: vaguely remember you playing that. Very, yeah.
0: very old. Uh, and so Orson Krennic was the bad guy in that. You had to kill him in a, in a robot suit. Cause that was like what was required of video games at the time was. Your robot suits. Robot suit. Your last. I have a
1: lot to say about robot suits.
0: Oh really? Mm-hmm. Your last villain has to show up as a boss in a robot suit. Uh, but so he shows up and there was a subplot in the movie about his sort of, uh, uh, tussle with power between him and Moff Tark, Grand Moff Tarkin, um, the the main bad guy in A New Hope, which, if you go back and watch New Hope and try to, like, eliminate the idea of Star Wars from your brain, the idea that this was just a movie, Mm -hmm. he's the main bad guy. Yeah. Darth Vader's not. In the original Star Wars, like, Darth Vader's weird, and he's there, whatever, but the main, like, every single piece of evidence leads you to believe that This Peter Cushing old white guy is the bigger threat than Darth Vader. Like, he he seems like Tarkin's, like, lackey or whatever. But anyway, in the book, uh, it goes and explores this uh, sort of tension between the two of them over who gets to control the Death Star because Krennic built it. But by the time A New Hope rolls around, Tarkin's in control of it. And it explores that sort of tension between the two of them what some might say in depth, and I'm going to say incessantly, uh, it yuck. is uh, it is always written from his thing. And there was a cool line. This is written by the same person who wrote your Twilight Company thing, yeah. by the way. Uh, there is a cool line about this guy, uh, Jin finally faces him down and it says like this guy was not the empire. He was an imperial, like a guy always used to getting his way, mm-hmm. a guy used to making others bow and scrape before him and having no other motivation than just power. Um, so that was a cool line, but we're always reading it from Krennic's point of view and it's always like, what are these political machinations he's doing? And it's just very, very boring to read uh like everyone's tone of voice reveals too much or uh what are you trying to say without saying it it's all like the big great game european politics type uh diplomacy stuff and it's like i thought this was a star wars uh i don't want to read about this sort of thing so yeah the only good thing about rogue one that showed up was that uh it, it it delves deeper into what it takes to actually make a rebellion not be demolished immediately, which is murdering people and secrecy and paranoia, which was kind of fun. Because, like, the rebels are the undeniable oh, good yes, guys. that
1: does sound very fun.
0: <laughs> murdering people. Yeah. Uh, the rebels are the undeniable good guys in the Star Wars universe, of course. Uh, but, I mean, they're freedom fighters that use one gigantic ship to uh, explode a governmental, you know smaller ship in the last Jedi and one of the coolest moments of a star Wars movie ever. They like, it's a, it's a semi religious rebellious freedom fighting group. Uh, and you need to kind of explore what that means Mm -hmm. sometimes. Uh, and that's cool. And I like that a lot, but I didn't like the book because I knew everything that was going to happen. And then I had to read the stilted star Wars dialogue, try to be fitted into this guy who knows he can do better and is doing better. Uh, when he's not actually having to write about a star Wars, Uh, so Rogue One, one of the Star Wars stories, uh, remains pretty low on the list of, ah, no, I almost crashed again. Uh, one of the lower segments on the Star Wars story. Uh, can't wait to read that. Uh, what was the last one called? Rise of Skywalker novelization, where it just says, and then she went to a different planet. This planet was a jungle. Then she went to a desert planet, and there was a desert. A desert, and then uh, she
1: miraculously happened to be standing on the exact right spot to make the perspective thing work.
0: Did you see someone recut uh, what's his face? Adam Driver running when he's tr- going to run to save her. Spoilers once again going to run to save her, uh, but they recut it with uh, Hold Not for a Hero by Bonnie Iver. <laughs>
1: great i actually would really like to see that <laughs> and
0: so it's holding out for a hero and he's like sprinting in his I sort of loose waffle know. knit henley uh why did his scar disappear like I they just,
1: forgot about it no
0: they didn't forget about it they're trying to say like well he's all better now but it's like that's not
1: uh, that's not how
0: <laughs> that's not how scars things do work that's not how peter scars guard or that's Alex not like. how
1: Scarlett johansson
0: that's not how that's not
1: how Scarborough fare.
0: That's not how Scarlet letter. <laughs> got one.
1: Good job. Proud of you. Okay. Can you tell me a little about this game that this, you're playing? This
0: game I'm playing is from the 2000s. It's Battlefront 2. It's a... Uh, anybody who recognizes it will love it. Uh, it is many different things. I'm going to set you up on... Uh,
1: the easiest mode?
0: I'm on a pretty easy mode. Um, But you are a no-name soldier in the Star Wars... In the Star Wars War, uh, and you, your job is to kill people and capture points and all sorts of different stuff.
1: Can I can I bring up a, a conundrum that I'm having? What's your conundrum? If I'm going to play this game, how am I going to read my notes?
0: Oh, you've got time. You'll die a lot, I'm willing to bet.
1: God, you have such faith in me.
0: Um, that's why I'm not letting you play on my single-player game. Whee! I won! So- I was playing Galactic Conquest. I'm going to set Sue up on, on instant, or on the death matches.
1: Oh, No. That sounds not good. Um, So I read a Halo book.
0: And it's going to be fun.
1: It's called Halo Bad Blood. Mick, why did you get me a Halo book?
0: More like Halo Bad Book.
1: Hey, Mick, why did you get me a Halo book?
0: Because Halo is this hilarious amalgamation of dumb guy shooter and also lore that is way, 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 way too deep. Yes. And so I knew that that was going to be a fun one uh for you because you don't really give a rat's ass three ways from Sunday uh and so you are going to have a, a grand old time trying to unpack all the different stuff that they're saying Did uh,
1: you play Halo in high school? I know I you have never had it. a Yeah, okay. Um I'm... so I played it a little bit like here and there. I was uh in the jazz band at in high school. And so most of my friends were also in the jazz band. And when I was probably a sophomore and junior, I spent a lot of time after school going over to my jazz band friends' houses, um, most of whom were boys, like 17-year-old boys, and just like kind of sitting in a living room like you do when you're a high school student. And they were inevitably playing video games and I would sometimes play but mostly watch again in that way that high schoolers did especially girls the late odds yeah yeah so I Halo has happened around me more than I have actually played Halo all right
0: but Can I want to ask some you, of your oh
1: I want to ask you who are like if you if you someone were to ask you about the plot line and like the backstory of Halo who would you say are some of the most important characters?
0: All right, Master Chief, Kay. John yes. 117. Yep. Cortana.
1: Okay, I'm going to stop you there because those are the two that we see in this book.
0: <laughs> they oh. are
1: the only two characters that I remember. And they are two of the well, primary the characters thing. in setting up the plot of this book. Here's the thing. Yeah.
0: By the time you graduate from high school, I'm willing to bet Halo... I think Halo Reach had just came out, which means Halo 3 was... Like, Halo Reach came out when I was in college, when we were in the dorms. So I think Halo 3 had been out. So that was, at at the very best, that was the last one you saw and, like, dealt with. This takes place after Halo 5.
1: Yes. (laughs) It does. So I... The only two that I actually remember... No, no Corporal Keys any others that you remember?
0: Actually that. The the so, arbiter?
1: This is like decades after the last Halo game that I remember was Halo 2. That uh, was that was most of Earth. what yes, that when was most of what I watched. Master
0: Chief finishes this fight.
1: Uh-huh. Um so I remember Halo 1 and 2. I remember um Cortana was
0: Sexy blue lady. Yeah. She's gotten even sexier. She's evil now.
1: Yeah. yeah. Hey, spoilers. Oh,
0: sorry. Well, that's the, like
1: the whole plot of my book is that Cortana's is evil now and we have to
0: stop her. Don't forget that I'm a guy who knows stuff about stuff I shouldn't know about. Okay. That's fair. Now, okay. now that it's your turn to play, okay. do you want to be the uh, Rebels or the Empire?
1: I want to be the Empire.
0: Okay. I because
1: that's kind of what I am in this book. All
0: right. So... When we're we're picking the person you want to be, you can be, like, a regular guy, a bazooka guy, uh, a sniper guy, a shotgun guy. Uh, you can't beat these guys yet. I want
1: to be a regular guy.
0: Regular guy, stormtrooper. All right. So you can spawn from these little things, and then you run with Wassad. W goes forward, S goes back, A goes sideways, D goes sideways. The other okay. Okay. Right. Then you point using your mouse.
1: Oh, that's going to make me barf.
0: Well, it's easier when you do it. Okay. You press, you click to shoot. So if that little dot's over somebody, you press it when the okay. dot's over, they'll they'll get shot. If you want to throw a big Great. old grenade, you press the other button. See those guys? You're supposed to shoot those guys. Okay. And you Sounds can basically good. just hold it down. And then you throw a grenade, and they blow up. Nice. Nice. I'm
1: going to be extremely bad at this, and I'm only going to pay half attention because I have to tell you about my book.
0: Do you recognize where we are currently? We're
1: in the Death Star.
0: We're not in the Death Star. We're in the Tantive 4. Do you know what the Tantive 4 is? No. It is the ship from the very, very beginning of A New Hope.
1: Oh, I thought that's what I was thinking of, but that's not the Death Star.
0: (laughs) No, the Death Star is from the end of A New Hope. Oh. Okay.
1: I don't know. I'm excited about this. I read good
0: books. Star Wars, most of the time, isn't a book.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. Like Even instead of watching movies, I read good books.
0: Oh, well.
1: Okay. So, in this book, a little background for you. Cortana is evil now. She went rogue. Um, and the blue team, led by Master Chief, went AWOL in order to find her. hmm And, okay, I'm going to start playing this game now and try to read my notes. I don't know why you're making me do this. This is going to be so hard.
0: <laughs> so, that's the basically the plot of Halo 5 is that Master Chief goes AWOL trying to find... Okay. Don't walk through so, that; you'll die. You can also jump. Did I go the wrong way?
1: Bar. Oh, so I can just jump off this thing right here? Yes. This is gonna be so fun for our listeners to watch me suck at this video game.
0: Why are you shooting those things? I don't
1: know. I felt like it. So
0: <laughs> the plot um, of Halo, or the plot the of Halo plot, Five.
1: Uh, the plot of Halo Five, basically. So our narrator is on a team that was assigned to bring the blue team in. So. Yes. He, like, in the book before this, his team rescues the blue team, and they're trying to get off the planet. Okay? Um, and then the OSI, which I kept reading as, like, the other world intelligence agency, but it's just, like, whatever the intelligence agency is for this Halo world. Oh, no, I have to shoot things and talk at the same time! That guy, shoot
0: the Wookiee. Not that guy. Not that guy? Yes, that guy. But shoot the Wookiee.
1: Isn't the Wookiee on my team? Oh, no, no, I'm a bad guy. You're on
0: the Emperor. Empire.
1: Shoot that guy. That guy?
0: Yeah. They're the Rebels. He's dead.
1: Okay. (laughs) This is really fun, huh?
0: (laughs) So tell me more about Halo 5. Um, No, don't look down. You're getting shot at. I
1: have to. Oh, no. This is so hard. You're asking me to do so many things that I'm bad at.
0: That's how we grow, Susan. No, wrong guy. Don't oh. you know? Okay. How am I supposed to know? Because your your little light up thing turns blue when it's a good uh, when it's your Well, gun. that
1: requires me aiming properly. I'm definitely not going to do that.
0: You ran out of I bones.
1: died. Okay, so back to Halo Five. Um. So this book reads like a video game in that there's main quests and side quests. And do you remember when you helped me play Mass Effect? Yes how the first part of Mass Effect is just like assembling your team and you yeah, have to great. go wait. Like, yeah. So that was the whole first probably well, Mass yeah. almost half of this book was just like you have to go assemble your team because whatever this future space version of CSI is, they've put you in charge of um I think
0: it's more like the CIA your, than CSI. Yeah.
1: That's what I meant. The <laughs> It's called, yeah! the, it's called the OSI. I can't remember what it stands for, but it's the CIA. Orbital security in space, and there is a planet that has so far managed to avoid detection by Cortana. And you and your you and this team that you're supposed to assemble are supposed to go to the planet and find out why. What is their magic technology that they have that's helping them avoid detection by Cortana? And you, the the character. I'm saying you because it reads like a video game. Like this is your job. The the main character, the narrator. Team's Buck about
0: to lose, by the way.
1: Oh, it's still happening even yeah. when I'm. Oh, yeah. I thought it just like paused when I was died.
0: No, what when I was died? What's the main character's name? Buck. Uh,
1: Buck. That's Do no, that's guy. the wrong boy.
0: Uh, yeah, he, his name is Buck. He's voiced by Nathan Fillion in the... No, somebody in that in Halo 5 is voiced by Nathan Fillion, who is uh, from Firefly.
1: Yeah, I know Tassel. Nathan Fillion. Yeah. Um, I, I loved Firefly.
0: So Cortana's evil. We so gotta
1: Cortana's go... evil. Get her. We he's... gotta go get her. We gotta go get her. We gotta go get her.
0: Don't shoot the robot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what else I'm supposed to shoot or not.
0: Well, go find um, the guys to shoot.
1: So... Okay, Nice. Can I put this on pause for a second? This is so much work for me. Um, I'll play in spurts. So the first... One of the first guys that we have to go get is... One of... So basically, Buck has to reassemble his old team. And his old team broke up because one of his teammates, this, like... He was my brother. Like, that kind of, like, war... Friendship kind of guy. We're like, we were, we were more than friends. We were brothers. We had each Momers. other's backs. Yeah. Um, betrayed him to the front. The front is like the rebels that are rebelling against, um, whatever the Spartans. And so he has to go get this guy Mickey who betrayed him. That's a
0: terrible name.
1: And then they have to go collaborate with the front so that they can figure out this technology that's making people impervious to cortana there's one character that i love cuz he's basically like a floating jellyfish that can fix any technology ever and his name is virgil and he was my favorite part of this book
0: that's just that's self insert
1: um are you calling me a floating jellyfish no
0: i'm joking about dante mm-hmm. dante's inferno
1: so there's a lot of breaking the fourth wall in this um the guy the narrator has some really terrible narration Lots of planets weren't so beautiful. Trust me, I'd been on them like this, like he's trying to be, like, jokey and, like, talk to you as the reader. Um, Don't do that. If you didn't want such a long explanation, why'd you ask for one?
0: Gross! <laughs> this looks...
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you wanted to explain better, you should have asked a guy smarter than me.
0: <laughs> this sucks donkey butt.
1: Yeah, it was kind of lame. No- Um, maybe Mickey had missed his calling. He would have made a fine politician. I'm actually not sure if I could come up with a worse insult than that. That wasn't necessarily a breaking the fourth wall thing. I just thought that one was actually kind of funny. Um, but so the first whole half of this book is sort of fun in that it's the whole, like, assemble your team piece. Um, which, that was a part of Mass Effect 2 that was really fun, where you're, like, you have to go and rescue different people. And so he rescues another former teammate, Romeo, who is this, like, um...
0: Spanish lover.
1: Actually a black guy, but this, oh. like, fast-talking, really smooth, like... Stereotype. Pretty stereotype. Got a
0: gold tooth.
1: Yeah. Um, how do I respawn? Is that how I respawn? No.
0: No? Resume game. Oh,
1: I thought I was dead.
0: You are now. (laughs) 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 You got blowed up. I got real blowed up. Then
1: you go and rescue Mickey. Um, then you go and rescue this floating jelly bean guy. I'm pressing the wrong buttons. Um,
0: (laughs) Don't shoot. He gives you health. Don't uh, shoot the robots. What? Shoot whoever this guy is shooting at. That guy. So Mickey. You so, can play as Darth Vader. Yes. Boop. So ah! Darth Vader. Press spawn. Okay. So now you walk up to him and him with your lightsaber.
1: This is going to be way better for me because I don't have to aim.
0: You can, you can also press shift to move faster. The space bar. You're mm-hmm. going to die. <laughs> I died. Uh, you got shot in the back. Right as your team Shutting lost.
1: you in the back, and you're Turn too on, thong, No! Oh, you missed it, Ha! Ah.
0: You did kill 12 people, though.
1: Good job, me. How
0: so, did you kill 12 people?
1: After you've assembled your team, you go to this planet where one of the front's bases is. And so, if we put this in Star Wars terms, the front is the rebels, and we are the empire. So, like, it's kind of lame because you want to root for the rebels, right? Like, they're supposed to be the good guys. Um, and it's that is handled pretty well where there's a lot of conflict between, like, who's right and who's wrong. Mickey defected to the front. That's why he betrayed Buck. Mm-hmm. And so they're using Mickey as their, like, ambassador to the front so they can try to figure out this technology. While they're there, Cortana finds them and they're trying to save all of the people that are on this planet with the front. So, that's basically, like, this is part of a much larger, um, oh gosh, am I starting over?
0: You're starting on a different map.
1: Oh. I'll be a rebel boy this time. Okay. Sure. Okay. So, and I mean, like, imagine that this was a video game. It's, like part of the larger video game but it's not all of it and i think that's a very much the thing is like this is part of the halo 5 story but it's not all of it so
0: wrong guy to shoot oh sorry just killed your own team keep
1: you keep changing it on me i didn't think you were supposed to be able to kill your own team i thought there was some sort of law that was keeping you from killing your own team yeah it's
0: illegal you can't do it so, it's a part, it's a subplot in a story you already don't care about.
1: Correct. And a story that I don't know the prequel for because I have not played any of, well, I've played Halo 1 and 2, but this was like decades previous to Halo 1 and 2. I think I'm running in like the total wrong direction.
0: Maybe. Am I? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I'm not watching. Well,
1: you. that probably means that I'm safe though. Like probably. I'm not gonna die from anything.
0: You can tell us more about Halo Five.
1: I can tell you more about Halo Five. It wasn't oh, very stand interesting. Next to that.
0: You'll you'll this start thing? winning points. Yeah. You see how the red part on the right's going down? Uh huh. Nice.
1: So I don't know that like. There were some interesting things in the sense that I really liked Virgil, the Jellyfish Man. Nice. That's my big takeaway was that Virgil, the Jellyfish Man, was great. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of other things that particularly spoke to me about this book. Um, there is a love interest. She is. She works for the whatever the Halo version of the Space CIA is. The OSI. And she's leading their. Mission. Mm. So she's technically in charge of their mission. Her name is Veronica Dare. Ooh. Which I think is actually a very good name. But in the end, of course, everything works out magically in the end. They rescue the people from. They rescue most of the people from the planet. They're like. They feel like they're making strides in the fight against Cortana, but they know that they have a long way to go. So again, it's not the whole thing. They don't beat the big baddie. They just accomplish like one of the main things, but in the very like throughout all of the rising action, Buck decides that he really does want to marry Veronica after all. So, in the end, they wind up back on the main spaceship. It's just called Genesis.
0: Wow, lame. And
1: they get so
0: it is a it is a Halo uh, trope, apparently. I'm learning okay. that the main character is supposed to be some meathead soldier guy and the love interest is a, uh, is she slender? Is she blue?
1: I don't think she's blue. She's slender and she's very smart.
0: Oh, the smart uh, assistant intelligent one mm-hmm. is the love interest. Yeah. Cortana and Master Chief definitely are going to bone all the time even though she's a hologram lady. It's really weird.
1: So, this was the most annoying part of the book was in the very end when they that's are usually my favorite part at a bar on the spaceship, and Buck said, or Buck is narrating, I arched an eyebrow at her, unsure where she was taking this. Are you asking me to marry you, Veronica? Oh no, I'm daring you to marry me, Buck. Now, that surprised me. I glanced around our little bar, deep in the heart, oh, I'm sorry, this is a spaceship called Infinity. Deep in the heart of infinity. <laughs> Everyone in the place had stopped talking, watching to see how I would respond. What? I said, right here? Now? And so she says, all we need is a terminal and a connection. Stand up. She tapped a few buttons on the tablet and it announced to the room, matrimonial function activated. They get married by an iPad.
0: In a bar. This is the future that liberals want. You know? It
1: is the future that actually no, I'm liberal and I don't want this. And the thing that it yeah, says is if like, there's
0: anything liberal, it's Halo.
1: Prospective spouses, the tablet began, and it like leads them through their marriage ceremony, which takes about ninety seconds, and then they're married. So does the
0: honeymoon. <laughs> Cousin
1: iPod said so, and it was really, really lame. So that was kind of annoying. Um, They, like, put in, instead of signatures or anything, they just, like, scan their fingerprints, and it's like, prints accepted, contract established, your marriage is now legally binding.
0: So this is like a Christmas sex book, but with bigger guns.
1: Apparently, and that is literally, like, that happens, and we are this close to the end. I'm showing (laughs) you right now, we are a page and a half from the end. The last page is also really irritating, because it's just this sort of, like... Very cheesy epilogue kind of thing. It wasn't too long after our honeymoon that I found myself on a distant world once again, leading Alpha 9 on another highly classified mission. The setting sun had cast the shaded lands in a midnight blue while washing the higher reaches than a crimson as bright as blood.
0: What? Because, okay, shadow's dark, I get that. But how can the setting sun turn something midnight dark? That
1: doesn't... You're thinking as a person who writes well. We were on our own, keeping as low under the radar as we could manage our heads up and hunting for enemies. Keeping low, but with our heads up. We had our rifles locked and loaded, out and ready for any kind of trouble that might cross our path. We were out of contact with command. We had nothing but our armor and our weapons to rely on, and each other. It felt like the old days, just the way I liked it. I led the way on the march with Mickey and Romeo on my six and Dutch and Gretchen bringing up the rear. We worked like a well-oiled machine. Actually, better than that. We worked like a machine that had frozen up, been torn down to its blocks, and then rebuilt to run smoother than ever. But that's a whole nother story, right? And that's the end of the book. And I feel like that's (laughs) a really good explanation of the kind of lame that this book was, where it's got that annoying, like, that's a whole nother story, huh? But then also this, like,
0: over-explanation
1: kind of a thing.
0: You have to remember that Halo, Halo in general, is written for sophomores, and so Halo books are written for middle schoolers because they're the only people we can actually force to read. So, other than this and stories where the star quarterback starts taking uh, steroids and it makes his life go bad, those are, like, the two standbys for There's video
1: game adaptations and after-school special adaptations.
0: Yeah, basically. So, you're gonna Actually, th-
1: that should be our next theme. After school special adaptations. Alright. Not necessarily adaptations, but like books that read like an after school special.
0: Mmm. Well, think about it. So, you're gonna get an Xbox 360 off the hand market, <gasps> play some Halo 2, no. recap good times.
1: One of the biggest things that I remember about watching 16 year old boys play Halo 2.
0: Was, it was that they the were smell.
1: constantly, it, everything smelled like Axe and Old Spice, and they were constantly yelling at each other to stop screen-watching. That's, yeah. like, the one thing that I remember. It's like, stop fucking screen-watching, man. Stop fucking screen-watching. That, that's all I remember about Halo. Is Cortana, Master Chief, and stop fucking screen-watching.
0: Don't forget the big old rocket launcher that looks like a... Just a tube. Oh,
1: there was also, like, you got into a vehicle called a warg? Nope. Wasn't it called a warg? A warthog. A warthog. Close enough. It's the same thing.
0: Now, I'd like you to name, just brain barf me, as many Halo words as you can think of.
1: Master Chief. Nice. Cortana. Good. Warthog.
0: (laughs) Okay. The Covenant. Ooh, nice. Was that in this book?
1: um the it was referenced in this book yes the forerunners that was gonna be my next one you stole that from me i know
0: because you didn't know it from the games you knew it from this book
1: well i did know it from the games that's what right. i was that's what i was about to well i knew the covenant from the games
0: yes. yeah not the forerunners
1: um
0: earth nice halo <laughs> <laughs> can you name any guns or other vehicles
1: you know, I would probably remember them if... I'm going to play while you ask me these questions. Because I feel like if I don't have to read, I'll be able to play. Um, I I feel like if you named them, I would be
0: able to... Now you're shooting Empire Boys. Don't well, forget. I don't know where they are.
1: Oh, there we go. Um, if you named them, I would recognize them. But I don't know that I could name them okay. right now. Um, so let's see what you know without ever having played the game. Cause that's oh, a very Mick Dickinson I played name. Halo. Oh, okay.
0: Just not incessantly. Um, so I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you four names and you have to pick the correct one out of here. Okay. You got the, uh, Battlefield Rifle. You got the Battle Rifle. You got the Assault Rifle and you got the Laser Rifle. Which one of those is the real one?
1: Well, those are all, like, real things. Um, which, well, only one of them is the real only one? Only
0: one of them is the... No, can you there's say, two. Sorry. Can
1: you tell me again?
0: Battlefield rifle, battle rifle, assault rifle, and laser rifle.
1: Uh, battlefield and laser
0: are both real or both wrong?
1: Uh, both wrong.
0: Okay, good. I was going to laugh so hard. They're the, both the wrong Okay. Clubs. I got are right then. Battle rifle is the uh the marksman rifle, and then the kay. assault rifle is the one you get at the very beginning.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, Yeah, so you'd XR with your battle rifle. This makes no sense. You can be Luke Skywalker. How do uh, I? Okay. You could also get... Uh, okay.
1: You can be Luke Skywalker you, in Halo?
0: No. Press F1. You're Luke Skywalker now. Neat. Um, press shift to sprint, and then you get closer to people really easy. Oh,
1: wow. He fasted. Okay, okay.
0: Oh. Um, blah, blah, blah. These, I'm going to give you three. Which one of them is the real one? Okay. You got the stinker, the needler, and the stinger. The stinger. Nope. The needler. The needler. The, the noob's weapon. Okay. Which one of this is a real thing? Uh, headbanging, teabagging, or cement tea bagging? Teabagging. Tea bagging. What is, what is teabagging?
1: Like, um, in the game. In the game, uh, it's when you kill a character and then you crouch over their dead body.
0: Yeah, what's that supposed to simulate?
1: Rubbing your balls on their face. Yeah,
0: nice. All right, get him.
1: That's go get gross. Them. You know, pretty
0: soon. You gotta go, ah, uh, defeat.
1: Why did I lose?
0: Because you died, your team died a bunch. They rely on you to basically win the match for them nonstop. Well,
1: they should know better than that. They
0: should know better. Okay. Which one of these is a real vehicle? Is it the Banshee, the Ghost, or the Scorpion?
1: The Banshee.
0: They're all real. Trick oh, question.
1: Okay, I remember? remember the Banshee. What is it? It's a vehicle.
0: Yeah, but like, what kind of vehicle?
1: I have no idea. I just remember the name. Does
0: it fly, swim, or drive? Fly. It flies. Nice. The Ghost is the uh, the little like the hover land bike one. The hover bike one, and the Scorpion is the Earth Tank, if I remember correctly. Um, do you remember the two types of grenades?
1: No. Blue ones and red ones.
0: No, there's plasma grenades and frag grenades, and if you throw a plasma grenade at somebody, it sticks to them and they got stuck.
1: I do not know how you know all of these things. Like, you said that you played Halo, but not super much, but you still, like, you remember all this stuff. Yeah. How? Um, How do you remember all this stuff?
0: Because I was a teenage boy. Uh, you got Blood Gulch. Okay. You got Zanzibar. You got... Those were
1: referenced in this. Those oh, were really? named, well, as like, in this you battle, which was so amazing.
0: Just hold it down. And also point at them. Uh, they are the names of maps at, on um, Halo, as I seem to remember. Um, you had the Elites and the Elite Sword. You had those Grunts. I'm just, now I'm... I remember Grunts. Me, 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 me. It's probably the, uh... Oh, what's the name of the ship at the very beginning of the game? With Admiral Keys, the Midnight Dawn, or something stupid like that. I'm going to look midnight
1: it up. Midnight Dawn is oxymoronic.
0: Yeah, well, your book was moronic.
1: It was, you're ship right. I in
0: Halo. I died again. I can, that's going to happen a bunch, apparently.
1: Okay, I don't know how to play this game, so... I'm also notoriously bad at shooty games, which you knew when you suggested that There's we Dawn them.
0: Under Heaven, but I don't think that's what we're looking for. There's a lot of ships, apparently. Uh, Pillar of Autumn. There's probably someone yelling that that I made this entire time, but the Pillar of I bottom. think you're
1: assuming that people were listening to this. Too. Yeah, you
0: probably turned this off, huh? So maybe so should we. So, this has been BiblioVile for another week. Uh, next time we will be back for something different. We'll probably not be playing a video game as we go, because Susan will be too good at that point, because I'm going to make her practice. Oh, Put no, in 40 hours you. a week of work, just shooting between five different people, not pointing at any single one of them, just walking into the Jedi Temple room and Shooting a stormtrooper even after he's dead. Uh, so, thank you for listening to. Oh, she died. Thank you for listening to this week. My name is Ben Mick Dingenson. You can find me on Twitter at Dickie Ma, D I C K I M A A. You can find I... the show at Bibliovile, B I L B I O V I L E.
1: You can find me on Twitter at Susan J, that's S with three U's, S A N J. You can read in the Des Moines Register a quote that I gave about Elizabeth
0: Warren. Only one named in the whole story. I
1: feel so cool. Um, and you, the intro music to our podcast is Babe of the Night by the band Elixir off of their album Rampant.
0: You can look for us coming up on Twitch with our wonderful Susan playing video games.
1: No one's going to watch it and it's going to make everybody barf from motion sickness.
0: <laughs> Alright, thank you. Uh, we all love you very much. Have a good night.
1: Night, Charles. Thank <laughs> you.